Welcome inside another episode of the Sherwood Park Crusaders pregame show. I'm your host, Zach Marks. Pleased to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Dawson Patrician. And Sherwood Park coming, looking to ride the momentum into white court today after coming off a 4-3 win over the Grand Prairie Storm at home on Friday. So five days in between games. Bit of a rarity for these for this uh, Crusaders team, especially over the next few couple of weeks. Games on the 13th, the 14th, the 17th, 20th. It's a packed schedule for Sherwood Park in the middle of November, but nonetheless, they come away 4-3 victors over the rival, the division rival, Storm. Logan Howard playing the hero with 39 seconds to go, breaking the tie that Lucas Conestruck set for the final six and a half, and just barely missing out on Sherwood Park's fourth power play goal of the game. Edge Lambert getting uh, a game misconduct in a five-minute major for cross-checking late in that one. Shore Park unable to capitalize on that power play before, I believe it was about five seconds after it expired, Logan Howard nets the winner. So three power play goals. It's something we've brought up time and again about how they have to get the power play going. And it seems like they finally found a unit that works. Carter Chorney, Bodie Hagen, and Bruce McGregor combining for eight points on the day. Chorney getting, getting his first as a Crusader as well. A picture-perfect shot up over the shoulder, actually off the crossbar and in. Now, you and I both uh, were in the booth for this one at the Sherwood Park Arena. What did you make out of Sherwood Park's performance against Grand Prairie? Well, uh, it was it was a team effort. I think uh, even though McGregor, Chorney, and Hagen all combining – for those points, it was there were plenty of chances up and down the lineup, especially from uh, th- there was a few from that bottom line too. Uh, you know, Tyler uh, Ty Hurley had a few, uh, Colby Garner had a few, um, really getting really piling those shots on. And you know, like you said, the the power play three for seven on the evening. Now that alone puts Sherwood Park in a tie now with Lloyd Minster for fifteenth uh, place in the league on on the power play, both of which 11 for 77, which is actually kind of a rarity, but percentage wise, they're both, uh, you know, the same on the road and at home. But if they can keep doing that, just, you know, basically if uh, coach Adam Mana can stick to what works and they can develop that chemistry, then they will have plenty of uh, plenty of more opportunities going forward. And I think they'll, they will be a very dangerous power play unit for any team in the league. Yeah. This is a huge part of the game that they have to start figuring out and hopefully they've taken some steps to do that. Gus Bylan making 25 saves in this one, uh, allowing three goals on 28 shots. Sherwood Park for their credit out shooting Grand Prairie 37 to 28, including 13 to five in the third period. So coming out with that killer instinct, trying to finish the game, they did, they were leading two one after that second period. They do allow two goals in the third, but one off a really nice tip. Uh, that we, you and I both were very impressed with to tie the game initially. And then Ethan Strang on a two-on-one pass from Connor Rooney. So not a whole lot Byland could have done with those two opportunities. Um, that being said, transferring over to tonight's opponent is the White Court Wolverines who come in, loses of their last three, dropping a shootout decision to Drayton Valley, uh, just a straight-out loss to the Spruce Grove Saints, and most recently, a 3-2 overtime loss to the Lloydminster Bobcats. And this was just a tough one for Whitecourt, out shooting Lloydminster 38-34. Uh, 
the only shot in overtime, ended up beating goaltender Carson Ironside, Tanner Finkerrick, a former Crusader, netting the overtime winner in that one. But Whitecourt, one for four on the power play, uh, killing off four out of the five power plays they faced. But Lloyd Minster getting a shorthanded goal out of another former Crusader, Safir Raji. And they'll be look hungry, I would assume, to come in and into this one and try and get back into the win column. This uh, white court team currently sits nine, seven, and four in the North Division, good enough for fifth. They currently hold an eight point advantage on Sherwood Park. But something you and I both have talked about is the amount of games that Sherwood Park has played and how big that's going to be in the standings to come. Yeah, yeah, they currently sit uh, in the least amount of games played in the North Division. They've only played 18, as opposed to uh, Lloyd Minster having 19, Whitecourt having 20, and uh, the Saints, Oil Barons, Pontiacs, and Thunder all with 21, and Grand Prairie sitting at the top of that pile with 22 games played. And this is, um, we've said it for the last couple of weeks, but, or the last uh, few games, I should say, um, Sherwood Park, they need to bag these next few games, especially when they have the schedule coming up that they do. Um, just quickly checking here. Uh, they have Okotoks on the 13th, Olds on the 14th, Fort McMurray on the 17th. So a couple games, a couple games that they should be winning. And as long as they can keep the momentum going from this uh, Grand Prairie team, then they should be in a pretty good spot. And going into white court, I think the game plan just shoot. Um, obviously, they both have white court has two very good goaltenders. But if we go back to uh, last Friday when they played Spruce Grove, uh, Spruce Grove ended up out shooting white court 51 to 20 and only won 4 2. So it looks like it's going to be a, qu- a quantity over quality game for uh, Sherwood Park if they want to come away, come away with this win. But, you know, the emergence of all this offensive talent that they've been getting over the course of the season, I don't think that's as big of a deal to the team as uh, some may make it out to be. No doubt about that. White Court, head-to-head against the White Court Wolverines, I should say. Sherwood Park, one, oh, one win and one overtime win so far, so two notes to this point. I believe it was a 4-1 win in White Court and a 3-2 overtime win over at home. Uh, the hero, Caleb Dick playing the hero in that one. So they this is the team that they've actually had the most success against, currently outscoring them 7-3 to to this point. So a game show Park's going to feel comfortable in. They know what to expect out of the White Court Wolverines. That being said, White Court has added a few uh, players since that matchup including Jackson Dubé, who was acquired on Tuesday, coming back from the uh, Brandon Wheat Kings to play in his home province. So we're not sure if he'll play tonight. Uh, rosters still haven't quite been uh, set so, uh, set up at this point. Not sure who will get the start net on either side. Could be Gus Byland, could be Merrick Pacioroni, and it could also be either Ironside or William Grimard. So, Lots up in the air at this point. We're recording this a little earlier than uh, we think, than the schedule, than the lineups, uh, just to make sure it gets out on time, so that you can, uh, our lovely listeners, can catch up and get set for tonight's matchup. Tough game for sure if you're Sherwood Park. 
Knights won a 7.30 puck drop from the Scott Safety Center. Uh, that'll be on Hockey TV. You can always check out the game at Average Joe's in Sherwood Park as well. So a, an interesting next run of games for Sherwood Park, I would say. Uh, as you mentioned, the games against Oaktokes and Olds this upcoming weekend. Uh, 7.15 puck drop on Saturday. A 2 o'clock puck drop on Sunday, the first afternoon game of the season for Sherwood Park at least outside of the showcase where I think they started at 4.30. Um, and then another couple of, as you mentioned, the Fort McMurray game, Drayton Valley, who they've also beaten twice, courtesy of one regular one regulation win and an overtime win. And then they finish off this little six-game, no, five-game homestand upcoming uh, with a, another afternoon game with the rivals, Bruce Grove Saints. Uh, so Sherwood Park looking to ride this home ice advantage through the month of November pick up some wins, start climbing the standings a little bit and show the rest of the Alberta Junior Hockey League that they are still a force and that they can still play at a high level. That being said, you mentioned him earlier in the show. You caught up with Colby Garner after practice on Tuesday, or pardon me, before practice on Tuesday to see how he felt after what was one of his best games of the season against the Grand Prairie Storm and what the team's mentality is heading into this one against the Wolverines. A big win against Grand Prairie last Friday. Uh, what was the feeling like going into the last four and a half minutes on the power play, knowing you guys already had three in that contest? Uh, you know, it was, uh, I think it was all it was a little bit suspenseful. I think we were, uh, you know, we were eager to score. I think we knew we needed to get one. It was a big opportunity for us. And uh, that was a big game for us to win against uh, Grand Prairie. It was, we're uh, tight in the standings, so yeah. And uh, well, you know, not everybody's going to score every single night, but it seemed like all four lines were buzzing and getting opportunities. Uh, how do you keep that up over the course of 60 minutes uh, in a game, especially as back and forth as the one on Friday? I think it's just important for uh, you know all four lines to have the confidence to know that they can go out and and produce on any given night. You know, I think that's what it. It takes four lines producing the win, so it's a big part of our game here. And uh, heading into Whitecourt after the Grand Prairie game, all the way back on Friday, it seems like forever ago, what's the difference in mindset coming off a few days rest after a win like that uh, as opposed to a loss? Uh, I think we're, you know, it was a good little break. We're energized now, ready to go, and uh, hopefully we can string together a few win wins from here. And uh, against the White Car team who has lost uh, their last three games in a row, two of which coming in overtime or the shootout, uh, how do you prepare for a game like that, especially against a team who's so desperate for a win? Uh, you know, it's going to be a big game. Uh, we've had success in that, in that barn before, so hopefully we can just uh, keep playing our game and, and go out there tomorrow and get a win. And, uh, you know, having, having success in uh, other arenas, is there... Uh, you know, is there a difference in the different arenas you play in, you know, maybe uh, maybe places that the guys favor a little bit more as opposed to others? Uh, there's definitely harder arenas to play in. You know, sometimes fans, you know, fans make a big difference. Uh, the support from our fans here is huge. So home, hometown advantage is, a, is definitely a real thing. Yeah. Thank you very much, Colby. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Sherwood Park Crusaders pregame show. Dawson and I will be back Saturday morning to get you queued up for the weekend slate of games with the Oaks Oilers and the Olds Grizzlies. For now, though, that's all we have for you. Keep it locked to Crusaders social media at SP Crusaders on 
Twitter and Instagram, Sherwood Park Crusaders on Facebook, as well as our YouTube channel, Crusaders TV, and wherever you're listening, either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're tuning in from, Crusaders Radio on there for more pre-game action. For my partner, Dawson Patrician, I'm Zach Marks, and we'll see you next time.